All right, everyone, welcome back to the Commercial Finance Podcast. Um, wow. The year 2020 has been quite interesting. I mean, everything has happened that, almost everything has happened that uh, that could be a storyline of a crazy thriller movie, right? And we're literally still in quarter one of the year. So it's been one, one heck of a year. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the dreaded COVID-19 and the actual impact it is that it is having on the commercial finance sector and ultimately what we should expect uh, going forward um, based on where we are. So first and foremost, we all know what COVID is. That's, that's, that's the coronavirus, right? Um, and different governments or globally uh, social distancing has been the rule of thumb all right boom we got that so here's what's been happening to the commercial finance economy or the sector so for example there were, there were a couple deals that we we're working on as a, as a company um, literally last week and by Wednesday and Thursday of last week, I got so many calls from different lenders that we work with, different bankers, telling us that they have to put our deals on hold. Okay. I even had one lender that flat out said, hey, I know we're scheduled to close next week, but we're going we're gonna to have to basically kill the deal. Um, you know, we're done completely. So here's the deal. Right now in the market, the only lending when it comes to uh, real estate that is still going on are either deals where the money has already uh, been added up, okay? That means that the money has already been uh, placed at the table and those investors are not able to retract that money, okay? Or deals where uh, maybe like a conventional mortgage or an FHA mortgage to where the money is backed by the government. Okay. Other deals um, that are not necessarily privately sourced, but they're they're sourced by way of selling to institutional banks. Okay, many of you guys know what we're talking about here. Um, so essentially, what happens is um, you start you, you have a firm, you go ahead and begin lending money. You have your own guidelines. And you're basing your guidelines on what you can lend based on what a institutional buyer or buyers will purchase your loan for. So, for example, if you're looking at a 70% loan to value and maybe it's a 5% uh, rate, you know that you're going to sell that instantaneously or possibly the next month or next, next week after closing to an institutional buyer for a markup. All right. And then, boom, you make, make your money and the, the loan is being serviced with someone else, right? Like, like a Mr. Cooper or Wells Fargo, whatever. So that's normally how money is made uh, for, for lending for commercial finance. So the issue has come to play where <laughs> we're mo- so most of, our inst- most of our institutional buyers who buy the debt that is attached to the real estate. So when you originate that loan, someone else is buying that debt. Those groups are normally outside of the United States, okay? They're normally um, 
wealthy families, could be uh, different hedge funds, could be REITs, um, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And they're normally outside of, outside of the U.S. And so they're willing to pay a markup on that, on that debt, all right? Cool. If you guys know about the 2008 crash, um, that's just uh, basically commercial mortgage-backed securities, okay? Cool. So we got, we got that. We got that down pat. Um, so what's happening is that many of these institutional buyers who are actually outside of the United States, they have become less confident in the U.S. And one way that you can actually verify that they become less confident in the U.S. is you can look at our 10-year, five-year treasury uh, bonds. You would, you would be, begin to notice that the bonds themselves have been going lower and lower. This is before the stock market crashed, okay? The bonds have been, have been going lower and lower. That has meant that wh- whatever it is, whether it's politics, whether it's the virus, um, whatever it is, there are more and more investors who are, instit- who are institutional investors who are outside of the United States who are less confident in buying the debt that we have, period, okay? Could it be the issue of China? I don't know. But they're less likely to buy that debt. So what that means is that most of your commercial lending, where it's higher risk, right, higher reward, higher interest rates, shorter terms, okay, they're not willing to buy that debt. They're just not willing, willing to do it. And so um, really last week, I would say, uh, not true, you could say Friday or, or Monday, um, one big advocate of that is a gentleman by, gentleman by the name of Tom Barack, B-A-R-R-A-C-K. You guys definitely look him up. Um, he's the owner of a, uh, he's the owner and CEO of uh, Colony Capital. It's a it's a REIT, and essentially they own, I mean, billions of dollars when it comes to the hospitality industry. And they also own, um, I'm gonna say about 700 million when it comes to just commercial real estate in general. All right. And what he spoke on is that at this point in time. It's going to be, it's a bigger hit and a bigger um, dip when it comes to commercial real estate and especially commercial finance. Okay. And the reason he said that is because when a business owner who leases a space, when that business owner is not able to conduct their business, when they're not able to pay the rent, what will actually happen to that individual is, I mean, let's just think about it. You're a business owner, and um, maybe you sell, I don't know, maybe your business depends on face-to-face interaction, okay? That's possibly why you have a storefront, right? That's why you're you're leasing a space. So you depend on that social interaction. Well, social interaction is now down. That means that most likely your sales will be down. And so if it comes to paying your employees, or paying your lease or your rent, majority majority of these guys are going to pay their their team, and they'll you know basically ask or request for the landlord to catch on the back end. Okay, when that happens, and just imagine that that one scenario taking place hundreds and if not thousands of times throughout the throughout the United States, bigger cities, small cities, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. When that when that happens, what you're going to see 
um, is that most of the mom and pop investors for commercial real estate and just really just real estate in general, they're going to they are going to default on their loans. Now, for government backed loans, there will be more flexibility. Okay, so your SBA is, has has a government component to it. Your FHA has a government component to it. But your investment loan um, for your strip mall, nine times out of ten, it does not have a government um, conduit attached to it. So what that means is that the government is not going to give you an attaboy or it's okay, all right, because it's not secured by the government. That money is normally pulled together by, um, by wealthy individuals, normally family offices, and it's, it's, it's made into a debt instrument to be, to be uh, loaned out, to be lent out. So what's, what you're going to see is, are, are more defaults. And as more defaults take place, you're going to have the value of commercial real estate decrease. As you all know, the way that you value commercial real estate is essentially, um, it's not just speculation per se, it's a, lot, a lot of it is going to be what is the net OI, what is the NOI, the net operating income? How much does the property actually bring in, right? That's a big piece of, of how, you, how you evaluate, how you will value a property. So I want you to imagine a building that, actually we've looked at a building like this um, locally it has like a hundred units but the building is vacant so from an underwriting perspective how much is the property worth technically it's, it's not really worth anything it's actually more of a liability than anything because it's vacant now it now a lender to be more risky can view that property as what it could be worth as an arv an after repair value all right but that's only if they choose to do that just because a lender chooses to value something at an ARV, what that means is that the property right now is not worth that amount, okay? It's only worth basically what it brings in. So what you're gonna see is throughout the United States is that most properties are, are gonna become, from an underwriter's perspective, either less valuable or what's considered underperforming, okay? Less, less valuable and underperforming. And essentially, um, Tom, Tom Barack, he's a, he's friends with, uh, with our president, Donald Trump. And what he's basically saying is that the industry as a whole needs a bailout. And we're talking about a bailout of 500 plus billions of dollars, billion dollars. We might as well just say a, tr- a trillion bucks. Okay. He's saying that the taxpayers should, should fund a bailout. Okay. And that the bailout will provide liquidity for the commercial markets, all right? And one thing I want you guys to understand, commercial finance is bigger than commercial real estate. Commercial finance means investment real estate. That could be your mom and pop duplex or a regular single family home that is used for investment purposes. That is commercial finance. Um, commercial, commercial finance is also a business loan whether it is uh, a cash advance, as silly as that may sound, a cash advance is actually commercial finance. Um, Forms of SBA loan is still commercial finance, right? So commercial finance is basically a huge, huge umbrella. And so what he's, and and what he is suggesting just on his own is that the $500 billion funded by taxpayers 
should only be uh, associated with the actual commercial real estate piece, not even the whole commercial finance, all right? And he's saying that that should be given in the form of repurchase contracts. So let me give you guys an example of what that, what that looks like. Um, for most commercial loans, especially loans that are 5 million plus, what you'll find is that the banks or the lenders take a lot more risk. And because it's more risk, they allow the sponsor an easier out, okay? So that's when you get in the whole thing of having a white knight, um, loan assumptions, all that stuff, right? So they allow the sponsor a lot more um, easy, easy exits, okay? So what he's suggesting is that part of that uh, half a trillion dollars is going to be allocated to sponsors to allow them to repurchase their, their contract with the bank. So if you have a loan for $12 million on your hotel, your hotel is obviously not performing well. It's been getting the crap beat out of it anyway from Airbnb. And now, you know, your hotel is truly vacant, right? Um, what he's suggesting is basically that you're able to sell it to the bank. The, the government gives you money and you, can re, and you can repurchase it from the bank, essentially. That's, that's, what, that's what he's suggesting. Um, he's also suggesting to have an actual suspension of what's considered, what's considered a mark-to-market accounting, all right? And so he wants to allow more loan modification rules, more flexibility there. So in the commercial markets, especially for, for, for commercial finance, what you're going to find out or what you may already know is that you can negotiate a lot of terms. If you have one thing that's hard to negotiate, and I've tried it before, if you have like a Marriott contract or um, Hilton contract, those are, are kind of difficult to, to renegotiate. And so what he's suggesting is, um, so I'm going to give you guys an example. You have a $30, a $30 million um, hotel in California. Its flagship is Hilton. And you work out your Hilton agreement where you know they own a percentage, you own a percentage, and you pay them royalties at the end of each year, right? Or, or monthly, and how, how you work it out. Well, Hilton will, will lend you the money to go ahead and develop the hotel. Boom, it's developed. So you still make, you still make your payments for, for the development loan they gave you and also for the licensing and a couple other things too, right? You're making these payments. Well, you default on your on your loan, your mortgage payment for your uh, your hotel, and so you know Hilton's like, "Yo, what's going on?" And so you, you say, "Hey, well, can we do a loan modification or uh, a mortgage forbearance?" So Hilton may say, "Well, Leland, you know that our loan modification rules are that you have to pay us, you know, five percent of your um, a, a, a revenue of gross revenue at that." And they say, well, dude, I can't pay you 5% because, you know, I got to meet payroll and hell, I, I, I myself have to also make money too. And so what he's, what he's suggesting there is that uh, some of the liquidity can be used to, uh, to help certain loan modifications. And you're gonna, you're, you'll find those more familiar with the, um, with the hotel industry. He's suggesting having a, having a delay, um, basically, to the end of 2024 when it comes to new accounting rules. Um, that will basically be a way to offset the credit losses so that it shows as a benefit for the investors who put, who put their money up and also still a benefit for the sponsors who, who still who also take a loss on their investments and um, yeah, on their investments. So it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, he's also suggesting a basically a reset. 
So for this initial fiasco, a reset of at least two to three months. So just put, just th- think of it this way. Um, you, you pay your mortgage for your home. And in and this example, let's say everyone has a mortgage. You pay a mortgage, mortgage for your home. And uh, as you're paying, you, mi- you miss a payment. And your bank says to you, Mr. Baptist, you know what? We're going to give you three months, three months free to allow you to get back on your feet. And we're not even going to add those three months on the end of the loan. We're just going to be done with it completely. All right. That will work. Or better yet, if the government actually gives you uh, three months worth of capital to pay your bills in advance, that's great. What, what, what you're going to see in the market right now, let's talk about, we'll talk small and then we'll, then we'll go big. You're going to see a lot more mom and pop investors exit the market. If, if, if the prediction of the flattening curve is to quarantine or self-quarantine for the next mm, three to nine months, which is basically the rest of the year, if that is the case, you're going to see a lot more mom and pops exit the market. The reason is because mom and pop investments, like well, let's say a single rental house, if the mortgage is 500 bucks and the rent is 800 bucks, that's a 300, 300 spread, that does not include uh, taxes and insurance, right? It's, it's a small amount. If mom and pop investor has an Airbnb property, well, it's vacant now. And how likely are you to have someone move into your property while they're quote unquote self-quarantine? It's not very likely. You got me? Um, so that Airbnb property is now vacant. Um, so most mom and pop investors are will most likely be willing to do more seller financing, creative financing, owner financing, or even sell at discounts just to go ahead and liquidate those properties to get some more extra cash or liquidity available. Okay? Uh, that's that's what you're, you're going to see on the, on the smaller end. On the higher end for much, much bigger commercial real estate, you're going to see a lot of delayed foreclosure proceedings and a lot of delayed uh, bank possessions. Essentially, what you're going to have is the way, what I believe, the way commercial real estate was in Detroit, where there will be billions of dollars of commercial real estate in Detroit and surrounding areas, and the banks themselves did not want to take the properties. The banks for years kept the properties in the name of the sponsors and the borrowers. Okay. That actually happened. That actually took place. And I believe we're going to see, see something very, very similar if, um, if the self-quarantine is, is going to be something that takes place for a, a longer period of time. You, we're, we're going to see that um, in society. And then the other thing is if you have dry powder, if you have cash reserves, and you're cool with riding it out on your own without any assistance for the next unforeseeable future, let's say at least till the end of the year, uh, and then at the end of the year you'll still have more, more reserves, I certainly suggest that this is the best time for you to negotiate and be aggressive and snatch up property, okay? Whether it's mom and pops, whether there are busted equity firms, whether there are little REITs, whatever it is, this is a great time. And I want you guys to think about the mathematics behind everything. 
for an apartment building, let's say it's a, let's say it's a syndication, and let's say we're looking at a 70-30, all right? 30% um, equity was raised from outside investors, right? And then 70% was given from the, from the bank, okay? Boom, 70-30. Typical uh, syndication. So our 30% that belongs to our investors we're not going to be able to pay them out until we, we normally, you normally would pay them out either quarterly or annually or yearly, right? And then our 70%, which, are, which is our debt, we would pay that on a monthly basis, all right? Now, our 70%, which is our debt, has first position, and that's our primary uh, focus is, is to make that payment. The prop, a property that is stabilized and everyone is paying their rent, right? It's leased and stabilization. You're looking at an NOI, net operating income, of about 50%. So you're looking at cost of 50%, okay? 50%. So for every dollar that comes in, in a perfect, perfect world, perfect scenario, you're going to pocket, or not pocket, you're going to have a net operating income of 50 cents for every dollar. Cool? Cool. And then from all that, that 50 cents there, you're gonna have disbursements for your, your uh, mortgage and then disbursements for your investors. The issue that we're having for, that this people in general will have for syndications is that your gross rent is, not, is no longer a dollar in the scenario. Your gross rent may be 30 cents on the dollar or 50 cents on the dollar. And for the for the for the debt that is still backed by the government, uh, President Trump may give some type of extensions or bailouts for that. But the debt that is not backed by the government, it may be SOL. So what that means for you guys um, who want to add to your portfolio in this time period is you'll be able to creatively assume that bad debt. If you, if you so choose. And, you, and you'll most likely be able to, to pay an assumption fee. Most assumption fees for, for, for those loans are basically 1%, maybe 2%. So if you have 1% available, cool. If you want to raise the 1%, even better. All right? Um, just keep, keep an eye out. Things are looking interesting, and we'll see what Congress does or does not do. Uh, we'll see what kind of bailouts are available. I do know that the, that the SBA has a relief fund already available, but it's a it's a loan. It's not a grant. Okay. So, in my opinion, if you're, uh, for, for example, a restaurant owner, and you already can't pay your bills now, you go ahead and get this new loan, and it's and your first payment will be due in 30 or 60 days. If you don't have revenue to pay your old bills, you probably won't have revenue to pay your new bills. But hey, maybe you'll have enough time to raise capital or to uh, to gain partners to make make something stretch. This is my suggestion. If you have property that's not performing, liquidate. Once you liquidate the non-performing assets to make sure you make sure you get some liquidity and some dry powder, basically. Go ahead and go after other people's distressed property or distressed assets that that have a high discount, okay? And then have a creative way to reposition that asset. That is my suggestion. If you guys have any questions or comments, please let, let us know. And thank you so much for your time.